I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters, not the mortgage, not the store, not my team and all that bullshit. For those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. This is the Last Row Podcast, and we are coming to you live from the after party of the debut of Furious 7. All the major stars are here. We got Bid Diesel, we got The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, we got Tyrese Ludacris, and we got Paul Walker in spirit. All Rest right, in P. peace. Rest in peace. It's a celebration. We're coming to you live. We are back. This is the Last Row Podcast. As we said, this is our tribute to the fun, the amazing, the fantastic, Fast and the Furious franchise. Who doesn't love it? Over there is my friend Badway, as always. Too fast. We're back after a, a couple weeks off. We mentioned we're going to every other week here. We accidentally took an extra week off, but hey, life gets in the way. Believe us when I say that we missed you all very dearly, and uh, we well, appreciate everyone that wrote in <laughs> over the past couple weeks. We are back with a new episode, and we appreciate all of the faithful listeners. If you look to get in touch with us, hit us up at thelastrowpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at thelastrowpod. We need some more Twitter followers, so hit us up on there. Facebook.com slash thelastrowpod. We're also on Google+. Leave us some comments on the SoundCloud player. And lastly, please, 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 if you haven't done so already and you are enjoying this show, please head on out to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Every little bit counts. We really appreciate everyone that's done it so far. We've gotten a new couple reviews. Just want to personally thank those people who have done it and uh, look forward to seeing some more in the future. I will five-star your life if you five-star <laughs> you... our podcast. That's a personal guarantee. Yeah, well, look, put it this way. If you leave us a review, we will personally write back to you. Yes. Just send us your email address. I'm going to we'll give you five stars. You. I'm going to yeah. send you, mail you five Five gold, gold stars, stars yeah. like a teacher. Right. Like a teacher. So as we mentioned, this is our ode to the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, we literally watched Fast Furious 7, excuse me, this morning. Yes, this Saturday, I believe today is the fourth. As yes. of, You'll probably hear it later on, but opening weekend... Major success. 10 a.m. like the 30-year-olds we are. Yes. You know, 10 a.m. We don't like being bothered by people. There's punk teenagers who can't be staying out too late. IMAX. Yes. So uh, this podcast, we're going to be talking mostly about the franchise as a whole, but opening comments about Fast 7. Excuse me, Furious 7. Furious 7. Get it right, buddy. Get it right. Did it exceed? Was it below your expectations? Was it on par? If you don't like this movie, I don't... I don't... I don't know what you're going to think of this show because this is the type of movie that you and I like. Yeah. And I assume a lot of our listeners like. Now, sure. I know that we've you know, seen some hate on this movie on Twitter, on the Twitters. Yes. You know, people aren't really fans of this franchise, but I feel like if you're a fun-loving person, if you like action movies, this movie was one of the best action movies I've ever seen. I'm going to put that right. out there. From well, stunts, was insane. Yeah, from five, six, and seven, from that on, it's just, it's just, it's fast cars and explosions and killer dialogue bigger and better stunts right. bigger and better one-liners it goes on and on what did you think of it did you love it oh i loved it i thought the addition of jason statham was tremendous yes he was very menacing almost like he's just always on your back like he's like a, like it's almost like jason Voorhees. chasing where he's you. like he's always after you he's always gonna get you and i thought it was a tremendous addition to have that kind of nemesis against the crew Thought the banter of the crew was as good as ever. Some classic quotes from The Rock and Dom, as always, and a very touching Paul Walker tribute scenario. Done very tastefully. Yeah, very I feel. tastefully done at yeah. the end of the movie. And I, I was amazed at how well they were able to actually include him in the movie. I didn't really notice, other than a couple scenes here or there, yeah. which may or may not have been CG. 
no, his brothers stepped in apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm curious about what the future of this franchise is without him and we'll get to that later. But you know, for now, I think we should spend time as we had planned and, and promised everybody going through the previous movies, one through six. Yes. And I think this week, you know, we've been trying to pick out some Rotten Tomatoes reviews. This week, we're going to pick on a little friend named Peter Travers from the Rolling Stone, from Rolling Stone Magazine. This guy, this guy. And, you know, there's some interesting reviews on here that we noticed. They kind of stuck out. And I feel like the guy wants to like this movie franchise, but he's too nervous or too embarrassed. He's holding himself back. We didn't mean to pick on Petey, but it's just so happened that his... His quotes kind of stood out to us. Yeah. So if you, if you would please with the first. So the first review comes from The Fast and the Furious, which is the first film in the franchise. And, and this is quote from Peter Travers, the Rolling Stone magazine. Rob Cohen, who last directed The Skulls, ouch, can consider this one another career killing skid mark. Now, that's a Come double on. entendre there because he's talking obviously about you know, car skid marks. Yes. And we know what the other skid marks. Uh, it's, it's, it's a clever play on words. I mean, this guy, obviously he's a genius writer. Good job, Peter. Yeah. Slow I'll clap you for claps. you, Peter. It's, it's, it's a little bit too uh, low brow for Peter's tastes. Yeah. So then we get the next review. Uh, we're going to skip ahead to Tokyo drift. Look out for a star cameo. It's the only surprise you'll get from this heap. What now again, the car reference, this heap, yeah. you know, why you gotta, why you gotta do the car reference and, and, and refer to shit. That's two in a row with the shit. Now Come underrated on. movie too, in my opinion, by right. the way. So let's jump to four fast and furious quote. And yet I can see why fast and furious might be a smash as audiences look for escape from a broken economy. All these wheelies and power slides are designed to obliterate thought, not provoke it. Talk about a movie for its time. Did he really go there? He went there. He went economy on this movie. Oh, it's a distraction from the economy. Otherwise, it'd be a load of crap. I'm sorry. Next Uh, one. All your high horse, Petey. All right. Five. Fast five will push all your action buttons and some you haven't thought of. So what if you hate yourself in the morning? He wants to love this movie so bad. So he's he's comparing it to a one night stand. A walk of shame out of the theater, if you will. he, He should hold his head proud because Fast Five is like... One of my favorite movies. Yeah, like not just the, the series, like overall movies, Absolutely. action movies. It's in the, it's in the panty, panty, pantheon, pantheon <laughs> of action movies. Pardon my English. So let me. We'll fast forward to fast what, forward. What? <laughs> oh. Fast forward furiously to Fast Six. Quote: Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, and The Rock don't really act. Their dialogue is spoken like spoken tweets. It's fair, fair. <laughs> and Grant, uh, yeah, I actually fair, agree with actually. them, especially with Vin Diesel. So good job, Peter, on that one. It's kick-ass trash that never pretends to be more. Bonus points for that. It's like, what a backhanded compliment, you know? Oh, man, f- you, Six dude. was good, man. Six six was actually a pretty good movie. Five and six were what resurrected this he franchise. Can't, he, he can't bring himself to say that these are good movies. And Let me just, can, can I rant for a minute, please? And there's a small section of people, maybe it's larger than small, I don't know, well, based on the box office numbers, not so much, because all these movies kill at the box office. People are embarrassed to admit that they like these movies. And the people that flat out hate these movies stick their noses up in the air and call it unrealistic and crappy dialogue and it's a slap in the face of physics and uh, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel or The Rock can't act their way out of a paper bag. You know what? Get over yourselves, all right? Just get over yourselves. It's fun. Not every movie's The Godfather. I'm sorry. Not, Not all movie is artistic pieces of crap that... 
will just sit there and make you ponder life years and years upon its release. Some movies are just there to entertain you, and some movies are there to have fun, and some movies are there to crash cars into each other and race down the street a quarter of a mile a at a time. Some <laughs> movies are there for you to be an FBI agent and switch sides five no. different times in the six movies of the franchise, and some <laughs> movies are there to get amnesia and then get it back. Some movies are there to just have a good time, and we need these movies or else otherwise we'd all be boring and we'd all be lame and we'd all just be sitting there with, um, I don't know, um, maybe some black the, and white musical movies. Yeah. Maybe so, we'll, just, we'll just watch The Artist every day. Do you think that if they made this black and white and, and made it silent, would it have won an Oscar? But what about the intake, Drew? Yeah. <laughs> the NOS. Yeah, what about the NOS? How do I know the NOS is, is, <laughs> has been you gotta, you gotta You know, you gotta hear when they're double clutching, yeah. not granny shifting. You gotta so, hear it. Long story short, if you don't like this movie, that's fine. Don't tell me about it. Just keep it to your GD self, all your right? <laughs> your goddamn self. Just keep I it to yourself. I thought you PG on us here no. for a second. No, it's, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of people bashing this movie thinking they're better. And you know what? There's other people that like this movie. They like these movies, and they give a caveat by saying, oh, I know it's stupid, but it's a guilty pleasure. Get over yourself, too. Admit that you like it. Stop it already. I like your passion today, you know okay? What? Can I tell you that? I'm it's, sick of it. It's been three weeks off. Yeah. Or whatever it's been. I don't know. It's been too long. And I like your passion. I'm freaking sick of it, Drew. I, I really appreciate I your passion I just watched today. Furious 7. I'm fired up. I'm not going to get to sleep tonight, all right? Yeah. I, I actually haven't seen a movie in a while that kept me kind of that much on the edge of the seat. And it, it reminded me a lot of like the Mission Impossible movies where you have stunt after stunt. And, yeah. and Mission Impossible seemed like it was built around one stunt. This was built around like the whole movie was major stunts. It's like, a major stunt. It was I, awesome. I think, you know, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion here, but I know Vin Diesel joked about it winning an Oscar. Now, yeah. I, I'm being completely serious to everyone that's listening to this right now. I feel like they should get some type of recognition for the technical abilities that they had to film some of those stunts. Is, like, there, a, is there a stunt coordinator award or something like that? There probably should be, and, and maybe it's not an Oscar. Maybe yeah. it's, I don't know, maybe they'll win an MTV Movie Award. Oh, that's probably what it is. Fast and the Furious won one. Okay. Best picture. Yeah. <laughs> best I'm, film. You know, and, that, and that's, best movie. I'm glad that it got recognized. Yeah. And, I, and listen, I'm not saying that this is a better movie than The Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. You know, movies are subjective, as we have in our description. But the point that I'm making is, I feel like these guys unfairly do not get recognition right. for the for the work that they do and it this is this was not an easy movie yeah. to to film i could tell you that just by watching it. it i mean i'm not in the film industry i'm a veteran of the movie theater industry yes we all know that as many people know yeah but i am totally with you well, i enjoy these movies and i am not ashamed you. to admit it well like like i said it won best movie at the 2001 MTV movie awards and i believe they also right. won best on screen duo vin yeah. diesel and paul walker yes and paul walker did win best eyes yeah, he won best eyes in my yes. heart, man. <laughs> so. You know, those dreamy blue eyes. All right, I thought about Paul Walker's eyes, and I'm calm now. Yeah. All right, I'm calm. <laughs> Calmed you I'm down. Back. I'm back. What's so, next? Since we're doing the, the franchise, um, you know, we thought it might be a good idea to just take you through the movies one by one and just give you like a real quick plot synopsis, the Rotten Tomato scores, and and it will set us up for the for the conversation that we're going to have. You know, we're going to try to rank these in, in terms of our favorite to least favorite. And yeah. when we say least favorite, we don't mean it's a terrible movie. It's just which one would you pick Something's over the other? Something's got to be last. Exactly. Yeah, and, the, and these, it's basically, if you've seen it before, this is a quick refresher because yeah. I know all these movies, it gets a little confusing sometimes. It's been a while. And for those that haven't seen it, we can save you about 11 hours yeah. and just give it to you in a couple sentences. Yeah. So the first one I will start you with, and it's the Fast and the Furious. Rotten Tomatoes score of 53%. Do you think that's 
you know, too high, too low, accurate? I think it's pretty much on point. I know I really love the first yeah. movie, but after watching it again a couple weeks ago, there's not a whole lot going on there. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, there's fast chases and witty dialogue, but movie-wise, it's not the greatest. So right. go on. So the synopsis, and I should say that we tried to craft, craft, craft these, excuse craft me, podcasts. So uh, <laughs> I, I should say that we tried to craft these in a way that, you know, just gave you a high level synopsis. So this is Paul Walker is an undercover FBI agent who befriends the criminals to find the mastermind behind the DVD and consumer electronics thefts, also known as thieving in Southern <laughs> California. High roller steal those DVD yeah. players. The, the Magnavox ones. Uh, Walker <laughs> falls in love with the criminal Vin Diesel's little sister and eventually chooses loyalty to the crew over the police investigation at hand. That's a perfect synopsis of that yeah. movie. That, uh, you wrote that. So good job. Moving on. Well, <laughs> toot toot. All right, too fast, too furious. Thirty six percent. I I I love it, and it's a fun movie. But I could see why it got a thirty six. Fair enough. Paul Walker is back with longtime friend Roman Pierce, aka Tyrese Gibson. Pretty good name, aka Baby Boy. It's a solid name. Where they go undercover to bring down a powerful Miami drug lord. (laughs) The duo (laughs) successfully take down Verone by driving a Chevy Camaro through his yacht. His yacht. His yacht. End yeah. of movie. In the middle of that, there's some car chases. We're going to have to get to the villains later in this movie, but yeah. I have some opinions about Verone. So long story short, that's what happened. Yeah. On to the next. Next one. And and I should say this. We're going in order of timeline, yes. which will confuse some who have not seen these movies. We'll get into it. But we'll get into it in a second. The next one is actually the fourth one, but in the timeline. It's Fast and Furious. Rotten Tomatoes score of 28%. How do you feel about that? Tough but fair. I agree we'll with that. We'll get into it. Paul Walker is reunited with Vin Diesel unintentionally as they attempt to infiltrate a heroin trafficking operation led by Arturo Braga. Braga. Vin Diesel seeks revenge on Braga after the death of his girlfriend Letty while Walker is hoping to arrest Braga for the FBI. They both get their man and despite Walker's efforts, Vin Diesel is captured and sentenced 25 to life. That's a tough break, kid. That's some tough shit. You know what? He stole those DVD players. He's still... (laughs) He was still wanted. Did that right? add up to 25 yeah, years? Yeah, I mean, that, it's all on his record. <laughs> Take us to the fifth one. Yeah, so Fast Five, 78%, highest ranking. Should be higher. Should be higher, Should I be agree. higher, give me 100%. Agree. So, Vin Diesel's old crew intercepts. By the way, we're calling him Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. We know it's Dom and it's Brian. Brian O'Connor. But we're going to call him Vin and Paul because screw it. We're, we're friends with them, you yeah, know. And we know I feel of, like yeah. I know them, so. Vin Diesel's old crew intercepts the prison convoy and breaks him out. The crew heads to Rio where they tangle with DSS agent The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. Hobbs. He's The Rock, all right, who is attempting to bring them in. They realize their only shot at freedom is to work with The Rock against the common enemy, Kingpin Reyes, also known as Ramon Salazar for 24, <laughs> and end his criminal empire. But I think it's safe to say, but I think this one's our favorite. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the sixth one. So that yeah, they made six, and seven just came out. Yep. Fast and Furious 6. Rotten Tomatoes scores 68%. A little bit lower than five. A little bit lower. I agree it should be lower than five, yeah. but again, still a great movie. Graded on a curve. I think it should be higher. Yeah. Go on. After gaining their freedom, they get a knock on the door from The Rock, who needs them for, quote, one last job. How many one last jobs can there be? Again, <laughs> taking down former British special ops badass Owen Shaw. Vin Diesel is floored to find out that his former girlfriend Letty is alive with <gasps> amnesia what? and working for Shaw. For Shaw. For him. Sleeping in the same bed as Shaw, if you watch it. The crew travels across the pond to wreak havoc on the streets of London, take down Shaw, and jog Letty's memory. 
They succeed by driving a car through a plane on the longest runway in the world. <laughs> I, we can't say it to do it justice. You, you need just to watch, watch that it. Scene. You got to watch the last 50 minutes of this damn movie to figure out what the hell just happened. Yeah. Um, but I, what I wanted to say was before we get to the next one is yeah. I feel like, you know, when they made one and two, they made three because, you know, it seemed like all the stars didn't want to make it. They still wanted to, you know, kind of milk the franchise name. Right. They did a pretty damn creative job of tying this into the rest. Yeah, I mean, they, they really, they did their homework and they, they really tried. I feel like a lesser series would have just, just mailed it, it in and yeah. said, screw it, we're going to ignore it and pretend it didn't happen. It's not part of the canon. Yeah, right, exactly. So but, take us to that But one. that's why this is such a special franchise. So now the most recent event movie leading up to Fast 7, Furious 7. Get it right, man. Is Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. 37%. I could see it. I, I actually enjoyed it more yeah. than 37%, but... But it, it's a one-off type yeah, movie. I could see it. So, long story short, the dim-witted quarterback from Friday Night Lights <laughs> befriends Lil Bow Wow and learns, learns <laughs> drifting in various Tokyo parking garages from former Vin Diesel crew member Han. Han. Remember, you guys remember Han? Yeah. Han is from 5 and Han 6. Han Solo. He wins a few races. Nothing else really matters in the movie. And at the end of the movie, Han is killed by Owen Shaw's older brother, Deckard, Jason Statham. Which sets up the entrance for Furious 7. But, but the, the key is, if you haven't seen this movie, I, I do encourage you to watch it because it, it, it may feel like a direct-to-DVD movie, including yeah. the cover art of the of the actual packaging, but you don't actually see Deckard in the movie no. until Fast 6. Yeah, or, I think it's the credits of Fast yeah, 6 Yeah, it's in the credits like of 6. Yeah. They started to try to do the Marvel thing, yeah. and, and you see you know him making the call, and people are like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. They're messing with the timeline, so sure. technically that one happens. I, I think it's... Uh, what is it? It's one, two, four, five, six. Tokyo. Or, yeah, I'm sorry. Five, six, Tokyo, and then seven. Right. So we'll write it out for, for those. But I want to just get into discussing these movies and, and not to go through all of them one by one, but how would you rank them from gotta, best to worst? Yeah, we have to power rank them. That's yeah. what, what are we doing here? We got to power rank That's them. what we do here at the yeah. Last Row Podcast. You want me to do the you, honors? You go. You all go right. first, and I'll tell you whether I agree or not. So leaving seven out. So we'll, yeah, leave we'll, seven we'll, out we'll debate now. seven at a later date, which right. is phenomenal. Again. Excellent movie. Top of the list has to be five. Yeah, I agree. Just because they they flopped it from the racing street racing movie to the heist movie. And it was such they did such a bang up job of getting the whole they got the whole crew back together. They got yeah. them all back together. Every guy maybe they weren't in movies together themselves in one through three or one through four. Excuse me. They got the crew back together. Crazy, difficult stunts pulled off by the director. We talk about the yeah. directing in Seven. And this, that was this Lynn, right? Yeah. The entrance of The Rock. Huge fight scene between The Rock and Vin Diesel, which I wish would have lasted an hour, you know? Yeah. Five's right up top. Next, I'm going to go... I'm uh, really curious what you're going to pick here. I'm going to go one. You're going one. Second, yeah. All right. Six is probably a, six is definitely a better movie than one. But yeah. I'm going nostalgia factor. Yeah. And I'm just going fun loving. It started really, it I'm all. I'm going to go one. Yeah. Then I'm going six. Then I'm going two. Okay. Too fast, too furious. With Ty, it's just Paul Walker and Tyrese. Okay. With a little Eva Mendes sprinkled in for fun. Yeah. I thought it was very fun. Ludacris's first entrance into the fray with his big afro. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a song about it, Too Fast, Too Furious. You know, a lot of fun was had. Then I'm going Tokyo, and then I'm going 4, which four, was Fast, fast and, and Furious. furious. So, so read it back again. Read it back it? real quick. I'm going to go by the numbers. Okay, I'm go going, by the number. I'm going 5, 1, 6, 2, <laughs> I forgot 3, 1. Okay, 
Yeah. Here's my ranking. Okay. No, not one. I'm sorry. Six three two. Six three two four. Two four. I'm sorry. Okay. Not one. Four. I'm jumping. I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna agree with you on five. I'm picking right. five because I thought it was it totally like rebooted the franchise. As much as I dislike four, you know, I do would I would put that at the end. So I'm gonna say six. Yeah. I'm sorry. Five six. Five six. Then I'm going one. So five six one because of the original nostalgia factor. I sure five six one. And then I'm going to say two, then I'm saying Tokyo Drift, and then I'm saying four. Now, four, I don't want to bash it completely, but I, you and I were talking before we started recording this, and and I don't know if anyone else agrees with us or feels the same way, but I just felt like four had no climax. It had no stunts yeah. other than driving through a tunnel. Yeah, and not that right. it was a bad movie, because it really did reboot everything, and it got them set up it did. to do, you know... Five, six, seven. It was the checkpoint. Got them back together. For the for a racing pod. It, yeah. was, it was a checkpoint kind of to separate the, the line from street racing exactly. to heist and flat out action movie. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it was a little too dark for me. You know, you've got the death of Letty hanging over everybody's head. Yeah. You've got, you know, Brian and, and, and Vin Diesel, excuse me, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, <laughs> you know, trying to try to fight against each other. They're rivals, yeah. essentially. It's a little convoluted, the storyline. It makes sense afterwards, as long as you're like focused yeah. in on the story. Wasn't but really invested in anybody. Together. You know, it comes together. But that's definitely my last. And yeah. I just want to make a comment about Tokyo Drift one last time. Yeah. I feel like because that movie doesn't really have star power. I think it gets, you know, a bad rap, but I think if you watch that movie and enjoy just action movies, you know, right. again, it's not going to win an Oscar. It's not even going to win an MTV movie award it for didn't. you. And it didn't, yeah. as history would show. I still enjoy that movie. And when it's on, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to blame Lucas Black for it, not winning an MTV yeah. movie award. And he's not even that bad in it. He kind of, he again, he plays the dim-witted quarterback. Like he's right. kind of the same kind of guy, but he does it well. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Tokyo Drift in a long time. Trivia quiz, who did he race in the beginning of the movie in high school to get him kicked out of high school? Wasn't and, it Vin Diesel? No, no. In the very beginning. Oh, man, I don't even how remember. Did he get, how did he get kicked out of school and shipped off to Tokyo? Who did he race against? Which irrelevant former child star? Oh, my God. It wasn't JTT. It was his older his brother older from brother, Home Improvement. The older brother from Home Improvement. I don't even know his name. It doesn't uh, matter. Bradley Taylor or something. Bradley Taylor. There he you go. He had like the, the samurai haircut for a while. Yes, he did. And he, he's just like a weird, big, goofy white guy with the samurai haircut. Yes. So, Correct. yeah. So, I don't know how everybody else feels no. about these movies, but I'm really curious what other people's rankings are. Hey, I encourage you to write them in. Tweet at us. Write us an email. The last row podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on the website. Let us know what you th- what you guys think. I, I also I wanted to piggyback on your Tokyo Drift thing real quick. It is a lot of fun and it doesn't get a lot of credit right. just because it's not part of mostly part of the canon except for the, the whole Han death thing, which they didn't really think too far ahead that they right. were going to make seven of these damn things. Yeah, but it is it is worth a watch and. The directing I thought was really great. I thought the, the directing of the race scenes was really great, and I, the soundtrack was great. I remember watching it in our college apartment. Yeah, our roommate had these bombing ass subwoofers, and it like shook the complex. That's how badass that I, bass I, was bumping. I just want to take a second and thank Julio for always yeah. having awesome sound equipment because yeah. he was he was the man with that kind of I, stuff. We always had it unlocked. That that movie sticks out in my mind. That that's the movie I think of when I think of watching movies in that apartment because of that bass of that movie. Yeah. So I, he did a great job with. Locking down the stereo system, and it, it sounded awesome. 5.1. He spared no expense. The best way to watch that. Spared so, no expense. And, and rightfully so. It was awesome. Well, thanks, Julio. So another thing I want to touch on with all these movies that I personally find, and I, I, I know you really enjoy this type of thing too, is the actual titling of these damn movies. The wordplay? The wordplay. 
the 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 blatant use of of colons and letters and switching it and getting rid of articles, adding articles, subtracting articles. You gotta love it. Let me just run it down real quick. Yeah. The Fast and the Furious for one. Two fast. Let number two, two number fast. Two. Number two furious. The Fast and the Furious colon the Tokyo. Everybody knows I love the colons. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about colons on yeah. the show. And then they just dropped it and went, we're going to go Fast and Furious for four. We're going to drop the the out. We're just going Fast and Furious. Fast five, five spelled out F-I-V-E because we're getting more sophisticated. Yeah. I really feel like they should have put a, like the number five for the F for the or F? something. Yeah, absolutely. Like... Fast and Furious six. So we're going back to the, we're, the the is gone. They got no rid more, of the. No more thes. So it's the, yeah. the sequel to five. And now Furious seven. Which was a pretty damn good hashtag on Twitter if yeah. you're you know running an ad campaign right. there. So what do, you, what do you think about these titles, right? I, I'm going to say one thing. Now, I, Any changes? They're all pretty damn good. Yeah. But I feel like Too Fast, Too Furious is a little amateur. They had, they had an opportunity. What year was that? Was it 2003? Probably three. So it was, the yeah. first one was 2001. Yeah. So what I'm going to say about this is that I feel like they really missed an opportunity. They really could have made it faster and furiouser <laughs> because I feel like that's a much better... I know furiouser isn't the word, by faster the way. Faster and more furious is yeah. a tongue tire, but furiouser sounds great. Faster and furiouser because it's a movie. Like yeah. They clearly show that they don't give a shit about yeah. following rules here. So faster and furiouser could be good. Right. I mean, they, and they avoided some pitfalls. I mean, the colon in the right place is, is a great thing, but they could have coloned... The second movie. I mean, they could have went even faster yeah. and furious. Fast, the Fast and the Furious colon even faster. Even faster. The Fast, the Fast and the Furious colon more furious. Like, they could yeah. have completely ruined the franchise with those kind of awful titles. And they didn't do it. They went with the number thing, which is risky, ballsy, but effective. Now, the, how, do you feel, how do you feel about Fast Five spelled out? Fast five? Yeah. Fast like without five. the number. Yeah. yeah. It makes it a little classier. It I does feel. make it classier. And I think for such a great movie, it's the best in the it's franchise. I M H O. What if they just called it five? They could have like just five. <laughs> That's risky. Now, that is artistic and risky. Five. I like it. I don't think they're going to get good Google like searches it. with that one. Now I'm going to tell you this, whatever the last one is, if they ever decide to make one, yeah. if they ever decide to make a last movie in this series yeah it better be damn called the fastest and furious fast but how do they know it's the last one it's a risky move they can always resurrect yeah. it because it could be called even the faster and even yeah. furious sister <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so let's speculate what's eight if oh you, if you go if you there is no pattern here if you look at it so fast five fast and furious six furious seven is it fat is it just simply fast eight was isn't there a hateful eight movie but that's tarantino so he's yeah. gonna take that right it's too Man. late for that Maybe I mean, they're just gonna go like and and just say like octuple octuple fastness or so, I don't know V eight like V8. the engine like the engine oh V eight right you got it fast colon V eight oh my god and it plays you know what it plays on so many levels yeah. because it's V eight like version eight right dude just it's drop v, that uh, mic right now no yeah just, uh, don't even put the fast no drop colons, the mic it's just V eight V eight it's gonna be no other movies called V eight oh you're gonna god. think it's a drink but it's no. not the it's not the vegetable it's not drink. The drink. Yeah, that is genius. Drop and, that. And, and if they get to Ted, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be FX, right? FFX. Yeah. You know, there's a channel FXX, but it's FFX. FFX. Yeah. I don't know what nine's gonna be. FFX is like a video game, isn't right. it? Final Fantasy Ten. Right. And maybe maybe they just drop the number for the next one. They could just do a non-number one, like they did for for four. It could just be called Furious. Yeah, just be called Furious because they're pissed. You yeah. know, they're really mad because you know. Well, I don't want to give anything away, so right. we won't go there. Yeah. But you know, I get you. Moving on. 
everybody loves the quotes in these movies, right? So what I did was I compiled a bunch of quotes, mainly, well, all from Dominic Toretto, a.k.a. Vin Diesel, right? So I want to know from you if some of these quotes are things that maybe you would live by. Do you think it's part of my credo? Are, are these quotes part of your cre- credo? <laughs> <laughs> Tattoo them on my yeah. chest. So let's just start off with a very famous one, right? Yeah. We're going to go with Dom saying, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. Not the mortgage, not the store, not my team, and all that bullshit. For these 10 seconds or less, I'm free. Do you live your life Listen, a quarter at a time, Drew? I, I mean, on the first of the month, I try to pay my mortgage. Yeah, you that know, matters. That, it that matters. I might, get, I might be homeless. I might not have a car at that point. Then I'd be yeah. living in my car. Right, and you're not going very fast in that quarter mile if you don't have a car. You know, I think there's, there's some other things that matter. Yeah. But, you know, I, I get what he's saying there. I get the, the spirit of, of freedom and, and just going... 80 miles an hour in a quarter yeah. mile. It's a little hyperbolic. I get it. Hyperbolic. <laughs> hyperbolic? Hyperbolic. <laughs> Whatever. Godcast? <laughs> yeah, the podcast. And then he says, you almost had me. You never had me. You never had your car. Brandy shifted, not double clutching. <laughs> You're lucky that 100 shot of Nas didn't blow the welds on the intake. You almost had me. Do you Grady Schlift when you should double clutch, Drew? I, you know what? I don't know. Have I don't you ever even, done that? Does anyone know how to double clutch? I don't know. Well, I, I certainly we Grady should, Shift. We should do. <laughs> we should do a Google search. I mean, I do drive. I have a manual, yeah. but I don't know if I know how to double I clutch. Can't, I can't. I can't double clutch at my Plymouth Neon, Drew. Double clutch sounds like something that they invented for the movie. Now, yeah. I, I'm not a car enthusiast. Well, you know? I'm pretty sure that you could double clutch. We'll, we'll find out how some, to do that. Some people like to triple clutch. You know, if, that's just me. If, if someone knows how to double yeah. a triple clutch, please write in. Yeah. I'm very curious about how you do this. Look, as, as, as much as we love these movies, we're not super big car guys, all right? So <laughs> I drive a Plymouth Neon, so I don't go very fast or furious. Um, so you ask any racer, any real racer, it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. I totally live that's my 100%. life That's 100%. It's like, it's like Ricky Bobby. Yeah. They stole that. They Dom. did. Right. No, that's a good yeah. that's a good credo. Add it to the credo. You can have any brew you want, as long as it's Corona. I don't live my life. That's by a that. violation, Dom. Now, right. Corona is a great drink I'm, in the summer. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, great is a little bit. Uh. Can I tell? Uh, once I was on vacation in Mexico, yeah. and they laughed at us. They laughed at Americans for wanting Corona. They yeah, said, I'm sure they do. They said, "Do you know what we call that down here? What? We call that piss." <laughs> I quote. <laughs> The, the Mexican guy that said that to me. How many faces would Dom punch if he heard that shit? Now, he would probably punch my face yeah. in, but I'm just right. quoting a, a guy that I met in Mexico. Uh, maybe in SoCal, Corona's the way to go. I enjoy it in, on a hot summer day, yeah. but, you know, I'm more of a stout man. I'm I more of a reporter. I get you. Because the buster kept me out of handcuffs. He didn't just run back to the fort. The buster brought me back. Are you a buster? Do you know what a buster is? <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that is. A buster is someone who is acting whack. All right? Acting whack, man. Almost like a coward. Kind of like he'll go around with his tail between his legs, maybe go dark on somebody. That's who a buster is. Do I, do I act whack? I mean, we've been friends for a long time. Am I, am I whack? I would never call you a buster. I don't know. You're no buster. I hope not. I don't put that on my credo. No, no. I have faith in you. But this ain't a junkyard. This is a garage. See, this is him just shitting all over his car. Yeah. If I rolled my Plymouth Neon up into your garage, would you would you would you call me a buster for that? No, I would well you know? I'd be like, hey man, you know it's gonna snow. Put your car in the Thank garage. You, you know, you, you could park you, it here. Brian's car is damaged and he needs a place to store it. It was it, still a nice trying to trade it in. It's got a good frame. Better than that piece yeah. of shit that Kip Rains buys right. Memphis Rains at the end of Gone Sixty. Yeah. The Johnny Tran. I never knocked on you. I never knocked on nobody. Do you knock on people? 
I, I, I would not narc on anybody unless they deserved it. I don't plan on narking on no. anybody. Especially not the way that Tran was, had been narked on by yeah. Paul Walker. He had been marked. Yeah, narked. he had been narked. A blatant uh, use of authority from FBI agent Brian O'Connor. By the narker. Yeah. And he was exactly. the narkee. The buster. <laughs> the buster. <laughs> who Dom, does narking. Dom talking about his little sister Dion to Brian. You break her heart, I'll break your neck. You know what? I don't have a little sister, but if I did, I would do the same. Did uh, your uh, did the last wife? Did uh, her two brothers ever come to you, quarter you, and say that? I don't know. Um, I don't believe that they did, but maybe they were thinking it. I don't know. I I think I heard uh Brian call you a buster one time. Maybe <laughs> maybe you didn't hear. I, I certainly didn't narc on him though. <laughs> you don't ever turn your back on family, even when they do. I agree with that. So don't turn your back on family. second, third, fourth, fifth chances for family members that maybe have done the family wrong. But it's like you, you got their family, their blood. I right? mean, their family. Sometimes you, you got to, you know, you got to give them some some hard truth. Yeah. But at the same time, don't turn your back on family. It's the true mark of a loyal man. And this is if, if Dom is nothing else, he's a loyal man. I'm a boy who appreciates a good body, regardless of the make. <laughs> it works on so many levels. Doesn't matter race, religion, weight, height. He's not a xenophobe. As you got some one leg, are. you got an eye patch. You don't care. An eye patch. <laughs> what about a peg leg? Is he okay with peg He's legs? Fine with the peg leg. All right. So that's all I got for Dom. I mean, there's plenty more, but we, we're pressed for time here. You know, we're trying to keep this under seven hours. All right? <laughs> Our love for the franchise cannot be contained. So uh, I got a couple Hobbsisms right now. All right. That's the Rock. Just so, a few for fun. Yeah. Um, what I love, what I love about Hobbs is his ability to rile the troops, to rally the troops, especially of his um his DSS crew where they're trying yeah. to infiltrate and take down. Gives good speeches. The Diesel. This is a speech from him. All right, listen up. The guys we're after are professional runners. They they like to speed around and are guaranteed to go down the hardest way possible. So make sure you got your thunderwear on. Thunderwear. <laughs> Creative. We find them. We take them as a team. We bring them back. And above all else, don't ever, ever let them get in cars. Who says that? Don't let them get in cars. They're, no, you know what? That's They're going to get in cars. That's the only way that they could tie it back to the rest of the franchise. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't get a, don't let them get in a car. Yeah. They, you know, they might get a flat tire. Yeah. Like, shoot their tires out. Yeah, how can you stop someone from Listen, getting into a car? These are special ops yeah. guys, and I'm sure they could take them. I'm sure they yeah. could take them. Also, he goes, you keep running that pie hole, and you'll be, uh, you'll be smelling an ass kicking. It's just, what I wanted to ask about The Rock is, does he write his own tough guy lines for these movies? It he can't might. be a writer, right? No, he, I mean, he was good at it in wrestling, yeah, right? He was I good mean, on the mic in wrestling. A lot of that was ad lib, too. I thought you were going to tell me, what did he say? Say it again? You keep running that pie hole and you'll be smelling an ass kicking. He really missed out. I thought he was going to say, you keep running that pie hole and you're going to be smelling an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Is he the asshole? <laughs> no, means? like he's going to just like, <laughs> show, like, you know, he's going to sit on his face. That's, see, that's why that's, that's why gross. The Rock writes his own lines, because guys like you are in the writing room. Busters <laughs> like you that's can't gross. be given Rock that weak shit. <laughs> I think I deserve to get narked on for that one. And lastly, the toughest line, the toughest line in Fast Five. I need two things. A translator. And the other thing, stay the f*** out of my way. How tough is that? He's pretty badass, and I feel like that's, you know, and I don't want to call him out for doing steroids because I don't believe that he does steroids, No, but he certainly looks like a prime candidate for someone who may be doing steroids. And he's so wet, too. He's constantly wet. Do you he's think he damp. has a spritzer? Does he's he have a spritzer. spritzer? Oh, yeah. 
Is there somebody that like in the credits it says, you know, he's, Dwayne Johnson Spritzer? He's always moist. All right. He's moist. <laughs> he's and, always um, ripped. One of one of our uh, friends and listener of the podcast, Andrew, was watching the movie with us this yeah. afternoon. And he brought up a great idea is what if they just did a spinoff for eight, you know, leave the whole crew behind and just have have a Hobbs movie. I would be all about that. I'm fine with that. They could take the franchise in in a colon directory. Yeah. You know? The f- Furious <laughs> colon Hobbs. Yes. You got it. Furious. Just drop the fast because I mean, he's big. He's 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 a big dude. But Furious colon Hobbs. There you go. Hobbs three. <laughs> I don't know what three came from. <laughs> Whatever. And, and that's quotes. And that's quotes. Um, so some of the other topics that that we have that we put together is and, and it's a theme throughout the movies as as you see in this. But you asked me this before and I, I think this is a great question. I want to see what you think about it. What, what happens when an undercover cop gets too deep into something? I mean, we're not talking 21 Jump Street. Yeah. We're talking like this guy changes entire life. Like it's over. Brian did get pretty deep, didn't he? I mean, he worked all his life for that yeah, career. Too deep. Was Mia worth it? See, we got Mia and we got Dominic Toretto, who's kind of like a cult leader. He did. He if is. You think about it. I think that's a really good. Comparison. He's got these lines, these credos that he spouts. People just suck. He, he got Brian, FBI agent, detective, undercover guy, to flip not once but twice to his side over a course of a couple of movies. Right. He got DSS agent Hobbs, who doesn't take any shit from anybody, to get on his side, let him off scot-free, and then humbly knock on his door at the beginning of 6 saying, will you please come and help me get the bad guys with me? I can't do it without you. Is this guy a mastermind or what? I mean, is, did Brian have no choice? Was, was he brainwashed? Did he not even know? I mean, I, I think that he certainly is charismatic. If we're going to look at probably the Heroes Wiki or Anti-Heroes Wiki, yeah. you know, I'm sure that exists. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. But having said that, I, I feel like he's definitely using that charisma. And I don't know, maybe he's using it on purpose. I don't know if he is, but he's certainly pulling people underneath kind of the web of, I mean, of his life. He talks about loyalty and then these guys do the craziest things without even questioning him. That's like... A grade A, yeah. number one cult leader status right there. Have people follow you almost into death. Let's drop out of an airplane with parachutes attached to our cars. Yeah. Okay, Dom, sure. Drive out of a window. Yeah, let's do it. Do you do you think it was worth it? I mean, do you think that Brian's life choice is worth it? I mean, he he had a nice family. He had a, he a, did. a kid with yep. his wife. He threw who, his career away twice, though. I mean, he probably he worked so hard. And then, oh, you know what? I'm going to hang out with these guys to steal DVD players. Yeah, Magnavox. Yeah, I'm going to let you go because, you know... Your girlfriend, your your sister's hot. Yeah. Pretty that, much is what it boiled down to. And they didn't And really, I respect you because you could race really fast for 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's the foundation of this franchise. And it makes me wonder how good of a cop Brian is, or maybe he's just supposed maybe he's a bad guy at heart. Yeah. You know? He he kind of like towed the line. Yeah. He, and, we, and we use the term bad guy loosely, I guess, because these, it's very they, are gray. An, they are anti-heroes. It's very gray. I mean, they wind up doing good things, yeah. but they do it. Kind of with an all means, all means necessary yeah. I type guess they, thing. They, they paid it as they steal because they have to, but, you know. But that brings me to the next question about the crew that, that, that I wanted to talk to you about. You know, how good is his crew? Because my issue with this, and obviously I'm a huge fan of the series, as I hope all of you are. Right. I feel that his crew gets a lot of respect from government agencies. Yes. Specifically, special operations, uh-huh. FBI, CIA, 
whatever else black ops is and out the villains there they go against you know call of duty black ops <laughs> black ops 2 whatever else opportunity knocks you know they're they, hard knocks yeah hard knock knocks off. knock off off the wall knock Face around off. guys you know <laughs> <laughs> how good is this crew <laughs> to graduate from stealing dvd players and and playstation 2s <laughs> because that, that's what was out at this time i mean Let's they be didn't real. even have a PS3. It was PS2. It, this it was even, like, didn't even play Blu-ray. No, it didn't. <laughs> they had a DVD player, though. Keep that in your room. It did. You can watch DVDs in your room. But how good are they to, to start bringing down international drug kingpins, man? They upped the degree of difficulty special, really fast. Special operatives. The timeline that they created for us as far as real time goes between movies one and six isn't that large. No, these guys were driving Honda Civics. Yeah. On, like, Highway 66 or whatever, the, the 405 in, yeah. in California. We all know that at least some of these guys... We know Dom wasn't getting pitched because he was just the cult leader. But, you know, like, a guy like Vince, he would he would get caught. Somebody would get caught. Mia would get caught yeah. because she got left behind and Brian wasn't there to protect her. You know, things like that would have happened all the time. You don't just go from stealing the DVD players and the stereos to... uh Ripping off oil tankers. Driving bank vaults down that, the yeah, street right, of, of Rio. Rio. Yeah. How can they... Did they get training? Yeah. Did they spend a week in driver's school for the because CIA? In Fast 2, we have Ludacris uh, in the garage specializing in putting TVs in, in a... He was on like Pimp My Ride, a, essentially. Headrest. He was doing He was doing exhibit type shit. Yeah. And uh, doing it, put, put hydro, hydraulics and uh, messing with the uh, <laughs> drawbridge <laughs> the races. I forgot about that. He went from that to being this tech guy that can hack into any system that you would ever ask him to. He had, like, full-blown yeah. Chloe O'Brien now, I know you skills. Got, I know the name of the game is a suspension of disbelief, but if we're talking about in the movie here as a crew, and again, bringing it back to the Brian thing, these are the type of guys that you're attaching your life to. You're going to jail, buddy, if you want slip-up. Family. It's all about family. It's all about family. Loyalty. Though is, is he the toughest guy ever then? I mean, not to bring it back to him, but, I mean, he, he went toe-to-toe with The Rock. Let's talk about the fight with The Rock for a second. I mean, come on. Let's be serious. I mean, I'm talking about the real character, yeah. The Rock. I'm pretty sure The Rock is a good six inches tall, taller than him. He's also like 200 pounds heavier yeah. of muscle. Yeah. And His, that's, Vin yeah. Diesel's a big dude, too. Yeah, Vin, Vin Diesel will dwarf anyone else in this movie as far as muscles go. I don't know how tall he is. I know actors are short, but I'm pretty sure that in order to look eye to eye, Vin Diesel had to be standing on a milk crate. That had to be it. Maybe they made The Rock take his shoes off. Yeah, maybe. They, like <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, like there. The, nice throwback. You know, throwing but, it back to yeah. 24. But but they got into like a like a five-minute brawl in Fast Five, and it ended with Vin Diesel on top of The Rock with socket wrench in hand, could have bashed his brains in, but decided not to because he didn't want to do it. You know what that would have ended in? Huh. It should have ended with Vin Diesel in the hospital because yeah. he would have got his ass handed to Rock him. Rock bottomed. I think it was an ode and, a, and, and kind of a... This guy started this franchise. We yeah. can't have him get his ass right. kicked by The Rock. Well, yeah, you have to paint him as tough, but in this movie, I know this is this might be blasphemy because there's a lot of great action stars and there are a lot of great action movies in the world. Did they try to create Dominic Toretto as the toughest SOB in the history of movies? Like, in the movie world, would he be able to knock out Mike Tyson? I don't know. You think if he could beat The Rock looking like that, could he beat Mike Tyson? Do you think if they had a chance to redo this franchise, they would have just cast The Rock as Dom Toretto? I bet so. They yeah. probably would have. Oh, they would have loved it. More charismatic, for sure. And I feel like he's... Uh, we were talking about it earlier. He's just a guy on the street. Yeah. He, the Rock is like... The, the, the Rock. Uh, military trainer. Yeah, Special Agent Hobbs is trained in military for hand-to-hand combat. Special Agent. For this, a reason. Now, Dominic Toretto could probably walk down the street. He'd go into race wars and kick anyone's ass he damn well pleases. Yeah. Hell, even Johnny Tran got a couple of shots in on Dom. 
Yeah, Johnny you know, Tran. He's not no flawless victories here. So I don't know why they make this guy so invincible. I mean, it's just the the, the allure of you know trying to hype this guy up as much as possible. But yeah. it's something I have trouble with. And at some point during these films, it turned into an Ocean's Eleven type heist film where you know we talked a little bit about the crew. We've got specialties for all these guys. You know, who's your favorite crew member of all of all these people? Like, if you could pick anybody, like I'll give you some names. So let's, you let's got, run it down. Run it down. Real so you quick. got Letty. You got Dom's Dom's girlfriend. You got Mia. You got Ludacris as as Taj. You got Tyrese as Roman. Han as Han because I don't know the guy's <laughs> Han name. Is Han is Han. You have uh, Wonder Woman as Giselle as Gal Gadot. You've got Vince the the beard guy who had a pretty awesome beard, and then you've got Jesse, the kind of bitch mechanic that yeah. just kind of well, he died. <laughs> Can I say something about Vince real quick? I mean, Vince knew that Paul Walker was a cop the minute he spelled it on him. Right? But Dom didn't believe him. He didn't believe him. Now Vince went on to disgrace himself and turn his back on the crew, and then Vin Diesel let him back in because hey. You don't, you don't turn your back on family even when they do. So you can't pick Vince. I don't know. I uh, part of me wants to say Roman Ty, yeah. Tyrese because he's got the jokes, man. Besides the Rock and besides the Diesel, he's got the lines. He's got all the funny lines. I'm gonna go with Han though. Upset. Yeah, I dude. I was gonna, You're pick gonna say him. Han yeah. too so because I page. feel like I wish I saw more of Han. He's just, he said there, he's popping his chips. He's always eating something. Yeah, I actually like the guy. He's got the smug, yes. like, a-hole look where yeah. he's just got that that little grin on him. He's in Tokyo Drift, but you don't really know that much about him. You kind of do, but you don't. He's yeah. hanging out with high schoolers, which is kind of odd, I guess, yeah. for, for a man that's probably 30. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, he's pulled off how many heists? That's where the timeline gets a little Yeah, screwed. a little iffy there on the timeline. <laughs> but let's suspend disbelief yeah. for that one. Knows how to drift cars. Yeah. Kind of a badass. He's he's all around. He could drive straight and he could drive if circular. I don't, if I didn't pick him, I actually would pick Letty. I actually like her. You I would pick Letty? She, all right. I think she's pretty cool. Yeah. She's a tough character. You know, she can hold her own. She's kind of a badass. And I like Michelle Rodriguez. I think she's good. So she's she's one of my favorite in the movies. I think it's actually a good partner for Vin Diesel. Right. So that's my vote. Cool. So let's bring it back to the Fast and Furious one, the original. I want to talk about the street racing scene. You know, they painted the scene, and I wanted to know how you think it compares to the real street racing scene. Like I said before, we're not major car guys. We don't we don't race. We're not street racing. We're not blocking off Main Street. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're walking yeah. to tell the cops it's, coming. It's for us. And if anybody out there does this kind of stuff, please let me know. How accurate it is? How accurate did they portray this in the first so movie? So I will tell you this. You know, and even I, the second movie. As we talked about this before, I worked at a movie theater. Yeah. So when these movies came out... Yeah. The, the street racing scene was welcomed to the theater yes. because it became like kind of an event, right? So it's kind of like you're dressing up as Luke Skywalker when the yeah. new Star Wars movie comes so, out. These yeah. people are coming out with their tricked out rides. Yeah, and and actually it was kind of neat because there yeah. was some pretty cool cars there. So they yeah. wound up having like a car show at the event of the, of the movie. Right. So it was kind of neat. Not into the neon lights personally, but I like some of the cars. You yeah. know, I'm a fan of Subaru, fan of Mitsubishi, all these all these cool cars. You're like, a foreign guy. Yeah. You're not you know, about American muscle. No, I mean, I like American muscle too, but I, I'm a fan of, you know, the all-wheel drive cars. I have a Subaru. I, I enjoy them. I would be the type to get the Dodge Challenger, and then yeah. I'd put neon blue lights underneath you the Dodge Challenger. Yeah, you would. <laughs> and then I'd get kicked out of, the, kicked out of America. I, I think that, you know, some of these things are true. No, they weren't, you know, running a quarter mile there. Right. They weren't doing that in the parking lot. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, right. You know, they were hanging they, out. They were just hanging out. It's yeah. not really racing. Like, I remember Lehigh Valley was notorious for you pull up to an Exxon station, yeah. and you got seven guys with the lights under their cars yeah. with their hoods up trying to look all cool. Yeah. Now, they, that's they, a little force. There were no bikini, scantily clad girls by their sides, by the way. And if they were, they didn't look like the yeah. movie. 
Yeah, and they got their little uh, lawnmower putt sounded intakes. But <laughs> it does kind of sound anyway, like a lawnmower. You got these random wads of rubber banded money that are being thrown around as we're wagering here. This Back movie. and forth. Does that happen? Let I mean, me this is you. L.A. Yeah, this the, is L.A. How much money is in those wads? It's like there could be monopoly money in the middle of that. You ever see uh, what's it called? Uh, my cousin, my cousin Vinny, with the pool table, with the with the pool seed. Yeah, the guy, the guy gives a wad and a, uh, a bunch of wads wadded up with a hundred in front. Yeah. How how easy could it be to rip someone off? Yeah. I don't, I don't like the rubber band system as a as a. Well, how do you currency. know how much is in there? You're right. Like I mean, it's, it's, it's they just ah. Oh, I'll, I'll race you for this stack for one stack. How much is a stack? What's a stack? How yeah. much is a stack yeah. worth? And uh, can we talk about the aforementioned hood skanks? Sit yeah, on the hood a- of the car with the skirt that isn't really a skirt at all. It's basically underwear coverage. Yeah, kind of. You know what I mean? Uh, do these girls exist? Like, uh, I the, haven't seen is any. The, is the is the car skank a real thing? I mean, like, we're not in the alleys of Los Angeles here. Yeah. We we are in Pennsylvania, so right. I don't know if that exists, but I See, certainly have not seen it. I ima- I imagine it, I liken it to people that just get together and watch football. Yeah. on Sundays, like we dress our jerseys. Yeah, we we love football, so the, all the guys are gonna get together and watch football. The girls are nowhere to be found. It's a total sausage fest. I feel like these races are sausage fests. I could be dead wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong. That's my vision of it. I is, mean, there was some female racers, right? There could be. Yeah, I'm talking about the bikinis. Talking about the girls just hanging on the hoods. See, if I you was I mean? if I was somebody, and I'm not, I'm not one of these racing people. But if I was hanging out there. Yeah. I would. You want something more for yourself. You want to yeah. be racing. You don't right. want to be hanging out right. on the hood That's of the what, car. I feel like these people take it more seriously, and they're so into it. Yeah, they wouldn't that, just be hanging that out. The, that the girls, all, all the girls that don't know anything about the cars, and I'm saying some girls can be racers, but the girls that are there in the bikinis in the movie, I feel like that's just not existing. Yeah. I could be dead wrong. Now Please maybe, tell me if I'm wrong. I'd like to know. Maybe at Race Wars it exists. I don't know. Because that's wars. an event. That's... Yeah. But yeah, Race Wars is a whole other story altogether. <laughs> we don't, I don't know if we have time for that yeah, one. You know, you know, Dom started Race Wars. But in the street, yeah. in the street, yeah. I, I think you're right. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'd be curious what other people think about it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Another quick thing I wanted to ask about is what about the elaborate courses? Like, for example, in Too Fast, Too Furious, yeah. they were whipping around the city multiple turns. It almost looked like an indie race. They had multiple When they were racing roads. for the pink slips of that car? Yeah, I think the I, I muscle believe, cars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the wall, and they had the freaking um, Ludacris was lifting up the <laughs> yeah, lifting up the drawbridge. Like I know that doesn't happen, but is that a real thing, or do they just go straight for a quarter mile? Do I they mean, block the roads off? They block it off straight, Main Street. Seems more straightforward. Straightforward. I mean, it yeah. doesn't. I don't know it's how. It's just drag races, right? The logistics of trying to do that are making me a little stressed yeah. out. Trying to block off streets, you can't and make do sure it. I feel like it's impossible. Come. So I feel like that's a little bit, especially efficient. in a major city. Yeah. I mean, there's police helicopters. Yeah, I mean, we sound we sound like busters to the race game right now. Yeah. So I would love someone to please tell me what's what because I'm genuinely curious. Don't narc on us though. Yeah, just whatever you do. <laughs> so there's a lot of badass villains throughout this series. Am I right? I, I would say that. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I want to tell you that I did a little research on the villains wiki. And I feel like that thing needs a lot of work. We need to enlist some people. <laughs> there's some there's some really good wikis out there. For example, when we did our 24 podcast, yeah, uh, the Bauer Hour, um, that pod that that wiki was on point. Those those wiki were, editors, yeah. I don't know what they're called, wet editors, wiki yeah. editors, wick editors, wiki whatever editors. they are, they do a phenomenal job. Yes, I mean so much that I made a change and they deleted it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're on top of it. Rightfully don't, so. don't try to edit yeah. on my page. Right. 
The villains wiki is the total opposite. They need I mean, some help, you think, right? We're talking about blatant grammatical errors. We're talking about capitalization in the middle of words. Yeah, and it's a vital wiki. It needs to be updated regularly. We need to. We need. I need to spend some time there on this are, wiki. There are new villains every day that could be added to this. Now, there's thing. a Fast and Furious wiki, which is much better than this. Not but bad. I, I want to go back to the to the tried and true the villains wiki because you know we need to find out what we need to work and update and change. Right. So I'm just going to quickly go through some of these these villains. I'll tell you who they are if you didn't remember. And I want to tell you what the villains wiki had them as listed for, for the category. Okay. Because there's some interesting pieces here that, yeah. that I think we needed to bring up. So the first guy's from from the first one. His name's Johnny Tran. He's the leader of the Little Saigon crew. He's a guy who had like a couple sport bikes. He had a Honda S2000 at Race Wars. His villain categories, I mean, he's got some, I guess, that are accurate. He's got gunmen, deceased villains because he died. Yep. vehicular villains now let me ask you about vehicular, vehicular villain. villains when i hear that i'm thinking of axel from twisted metal 2 where the guy yeah. have you ever have you ever played you played twisted of metal course. 2 right yeah so you know the guy that's like literally strapped to the two gigantic wheels you yes. can't see me right now but i'm yeah. have my arms outstretched it sounds it sounds like a monster villain yeah. vehicular vil- villains yeah. Come on. <laughs> Vehicular. He's also listed as humans because, you know, I guess he's not an alien. Of course he's a human. You know, homicidal maniac died in disgrace. <laughs> I mean, I guess he disgraced his family because yeah. he didn't succeed. I feel like it's too it's too tagged. Let's, yeah, it's too much. Let's scale back the tags. Let's have a little respect for ourselves, wiki editors. He, he's listed under bullies. I mean, come on. He's more than a bully. Yeah, he's a course, sadist. If you're a bully and... If you're a bully and you, yeah. you just delete you go to the bully. higher row. Yeah, you go to the higher one. So, I mean, he's listed as criminal, villain. Yeah. Obviously, you're on the villain's wiki. Why are you marked as villain? Of like, course. everybody should be a let's, villain. Let's, let's, let's clean this thing Torturer, up. Torturer, sadist, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, next guy, Carter Verone, drug kingpin from Miami from Too Fast, Too Furious, Two. Two. Key villain categories, human again. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm just going to assume from here on yeah, out, everyone's they're all humans. humans. I think so, anyway. I love this one. He, he's also listed as in love villains. In love villain. Because he's so, in love with Eva Mendez. So he's got a soft, soft spot. He's also listed as trash talking villains because he, he talks a he pretty mean game. He was a cocky prick. Yeah. He was. Vehicular villains, again. I mean, I, I just don't get that. Sociopath. Also, friend of the hero because they were undercover. Right. You he, know, he, he trusted them. Emotionless villains. Villains with dissonant serenity. I don't even know don't what, even, what they're trying mean? to get at. Yeah. Like now, you've got words like like jerk, and then you've got that. It doesn't that doesn't you know? Excuse mesh. me. You say two things. You said he's an emotionless villain, but they also tag him as a villain in love. Yeah, that's that's contradictory. Yeah. Contradictory. You're gonna make some edits. Contradictory. Then you got Takeshi, who's also known as Drift King, aka DK, <laughs> and he his biography is he's one of the bad guys from Drift uh, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. Don't really need to get into his categories. Who cares? Yeah. Arturo Braga, 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 as I as Braga. as we tried to say earlier, he is listed as imposter, Owen Shaw's bitch. That's that's our category, <laughs> and master of identity deception. Now that brings up a couple questions about how the freaking FBI didn't know that a guy was saying yeah, that his on. name was something else. It, it's a total Rajah Ghul moment from, yeah. from Batman. Didn't didn't like that one, yeah. but this one. I want to say that the wiki the wiki stepped up their game a little bit. How they do it? They had like a table with actual things. So they had occupation, Mexican drug lord, powers and skills. <laughs> He's got powers. He has does he powers. Know? His powers are high intelligence and firearm skills. That's so generic. It sounds wiki. like something that that Napoleon Dynamite would yeah. write. <laughs> That's so true. hobby. He has a hobby: trying to find drivers. Goals: kill Dom Toretto and Brian O'Connor, and to traffic and running heroin across the Mexico-U.S. border with that, ha- capital M.E. That is glittered with grammatical and spelling errors, and it sounds like a two-year-old wrote it. Key villain categories. Master manipulator and mastermind. 
Did, now, how can you be a mastermind if you're Shaw's bitch? Yeah, he was he was uh, turned out to be Shaw's bitch, basically. So, I just I I have nothing to say. He's, this he's accurately an imposter and also a <laughs> deal maker because you know he's making deals. Look, I feel like they could slim down a few of these and it would be look, better. These villains deserve more justice than this. It really bothers me, and I'm afraid to check other villains in more villainy villainous v- villainous movies. You know, like, yeah. Well, I did that, and let me tell you about that. So that brings me next to Hernan Reyes. Yeah. I don't want to go through the whole thing, whatever. He's he's a drug lord posing as a legitimate businessman. So on and so forth. Here's all his things, corrupt, blah, blah, blah. He's also listed as Magnificent Bastard. A what? I don't know what that is. Or what, I mean, I know what it is, but like, what does that mean? And then he's also listed as something that I did a little more research on. Yeah. Complete Monster. A Complete Monster. Now, do you think he's in the likes of, which I clicked on to see who else was listed as a complete monster? We're talking about people like Voldemort, Shao Kahn, and Freddy (laughs) Krueger. Anytime you can get lumped in with Shao Kahn. I mean, Shao Kahn's a final boss. Yeah. This guy was far from a final boss. You know, I mean, you need to use basically cheap glitch bitch to beat Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn is eight feet tall. This guy had a bunch of people protecting him. You know, Shao (laughs) Kahn has a freaking sledgehammer. Yeah, Shao Kahn would not share shots and Coronas at his nightclub. No, with with Dominic Toretto. You know. So anyway, then there's Owen Shaw from Six, who's you know pretty much probably the most badass of all the villains in this show in the movies. Yeah. Um, he has a couple interesting categories. The first one is heroes turn to the dark side, which he, ooh, I guess he was a hero. Well, if he if he was an ex special ops agent, then I guess you could be a hero i don't know maybe he saved a kid one time in his life i don't know the two that i really like though are that he's also listed under love rivals and lover stealers lover stealers he did steal a lover he stole letty he stole letty he wiped her we didn't wipe her memory she she became an am- amnesiac amnesiac i can't yeah. i can't pronounce my possibly made up words sorry <laughs> <laughs> we're not checking the dictionary yeah. for this one don't play scrabble Lo- with me people he You'll is lose. a lover stealer lover <laughs> stealer i mean that's that's some cold stuff he's also listed as a xenophobe yeah. he also died in disgrace i i, no- I noticed that we, we we uh talk about cowards i know we talked about cowards before we yeah. had our brief rundown i actually he is a coward you know how he's a coward because he stole dominic's girl who had a memory wipe so that is cowardice so it's kind of like he didn't get that girl on his own. He manipulated her, therefore being a coward, stealing a guy's woman. They both had no chance. It's kind of like using some drugs. Yeah, it's cowardice. It's kind of cowardly. It's date rapey a bit. Yeah, it is. A and that is that is pretty bad. It's like using the men in black thing to yeah. like wipe the memory the f- clean. The, the, the flash yeah, thingy. The flash thingy, yeah. With, and they had to put the sunglasses on. Yeah, that is. Yeah. It is. So enough about them. I mean, I originally wanted to ask you to rank them. But we don't need to do that because I think Shaw wins by I'm, an overwhelming I'm gonna, margin. I'm picking Braga only picking because Braga? I like saying his name. Yeah. I think Shaw could kick everyone's ass Arturo in this room. Arturo Braga. Right? I think Shaw could kick everyone's ass in yeah. this room, if, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. So, But what I want to say is, you know, has this kind of become like the new Bond series for villains? Because you had that guy, Owen Shaw, who, the actor who played him. I think it's Luke Evans. Luke Evans, I think. He's in, you know, he's a pretty big actor. Yeah. He, he did a really damn good right. job. And, you know, you've got his older, more fearsome brother. Yes. Jason Statham. Deckard actually is the best villain of the entire series. You'll see it when you see seven. And he was freaking awesome. He's yeah. like the Terminator. He was a menace. You know, he was yeah. awesome. But this leads me to the thing is like, is this a dream casting for, for future villains or even like government officials, you know? Yeah. And, and I certainly believe it. Like, like for another example of an awesome and fast and furious seven. 
Kurt Russell. Snake Plissken himself. Yeah. Kurt Russell was, um, I forget his official title, but he was a government. Mr. Of- Nobody. Yeah, he was a government official, kind of in a men in black scenario type thing where he's kind of under the, under the radar. And he enlisted the help of Dominic Toretto to try to help him out on this job, to try to steal the, the chip that they were looking for. That's a type of role that could be in every movie. So it's villains and it's other government officials like The Rock. When The Rock was first introduced, it was the same type of thing, turned into a regular. So I'm going to tell you who I think should be in this movie, and yeah. I want to hear who you think. But right. the first one that I want to put out there, and I've talked about this with a couple people already. I know Andrew and Ty have, I have talked about this. Yes. What if this was just a shared universe? Yeah. And we're talking about villains, but we'll talk about anti-heroes too. What if they just they needed somebody to, to finish a job and they just they just couldn't get it done and they need to bring in one more guy? I know where you're going. Who you gonna call up Memphis Reigns. He's at the go-kart. Station. Put low rider on, yep. bring him in, give him the jacket. You know, I think he could do it. You know what? If if the movies were a little bit closer together, and I know they were released kind at of the at same the same time, time maybe within two years or a year. Memphis Reigns would totally fit in. I don't know about the rest of his crew, but Memphis Reigns will certainly do a job for Dom. That crew is amateur yeah. compared to the other guys. Especially with uh, Paul Walker not being, in, not being in the game anymore. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, I feel that Memphis Reigns could easily slide in as that extra driver. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But as we talk about the guy himself, Nick Cage... He would, he would try to take over the movie. Oh, he's too big for the movie, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And I think that's why these movies do work, which we'll get to in a minute. But yeah. I, I don't think he would be able to, to do it. I think everyone else would leave because he's too big of a star. He would take the movie over. Yeah. Quickly, another guy I was thinking of as far as for the Kurt Russell role, and maybe even a villain role, kind of a villain who delegates, and maybe there's a second boss who actually does the fighting. He has the villain category of delegator? Yes. And I'm going Al Pacino. Al Pacino is good for a speech or two in a movie. And I know, and he's taken some crappy movies too. So this is certainly a step up with some of the other crap that he's been if shoveling out the lately. the recruit, the yeah. recruit, he kind of played like a yes, mentor to Colin that's Farrell. absolutely right. Perfect. Like he, could, he could be a villain who's like just the guy in the headset. You know what I mean? And he's spitting out these soliloquies and he's doing this and that. I'm all for that. I think Pacino has potential to be in the series. I would love Call it. Call me crazy. Another guy, Sean Bean. He would love Sean Bean as a villain in this movie. You know he's dying going in because he dies in everything, right? Yeah. So, unfortunately. He's going to die, but. He's going to die. You're going to get the most out of yeah. him while, while he's in yeah. it. When, he, when he's in there, he's giving it everything he has. It's he, like a player that gets hurt all the time, you know? Like, you got to use him. You want to give one or two? Yeah, I, I love the idea of putting in somebody like um, Idris Elba. I just yeah. love him. Whether he's a bad guy or a good guy, see, I don't know. He's see, awesome. He, he's been good at a lot of movies, but I see him as Trigger Bell. Yeah, and he could be a ferocious yet even level-headed baddie. So yeah. he could he, totally fit in here. He could be pretty good. He could be relentless, like yeah. kind of like a Shaw type guy. Yeah, you know. Oh, he was ruthless as Stringer Bell, but at the same time, he never let it on. Great actor, complete too. straight face. I actually hope that he's Bond. I know yeah. there's new rumors of that. I think that would be really sure. awesome. Um, so we talked about villains, but you know, this series obviously has been been carried by actors like Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. And unfortunately, yeah. Paul Walker is no longer with us. Unfortunate accident. You know, take a minute here and, and just I really enjoy him in these yeah. movies. And, you know, I think going forward, it if they do choose to continue these, it's not going to be the same without him. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit about this earlier. Right. As, as we wrap it up, we'll talk about this for a minute. I feel like Paul Walker was perfect for this role, and it was kind of like it was it was it was meant to be that this movie came together with right. him and Vin Diesel. 
I know that um, I was reading something online about how initially in 2001, there were three actors. Mark Wahlberg was one. Christian Bale was another. And also, strangely, Eminem. I, don't, I can't remember when that 8 Mile came out. That would have been not a good movie. He was another one that they were thinking about when they were going, going through the making of this movie about painting it and everything. Yeah. Thankfully, they landed on Paul Walker. And I feel like Paul Walker and Vin Diesel perfectly complemented each other. They're not too big for the role. Both of them at the time were not too big for the role. Right. You know, they weren't, they're not superstar actors. They were both kind of... They were kind of secondary actors, if you will, put together as kind of a dual lead, if you will. And that well, doesn't happen to, too much in movies. They were able to share the screen yeah. time, I think, without it being torn side to side, right. you know. And movies that come out now are a little able to do it with the Expendables yeah. and things like that. But you're right. I think you really nailed it in that, you know, and let's be serious. He's not the greatest actor, and, and no. we'll be the first to admit sure. that, you know. But I think that that's kind of what made it, like, endearing, you know. It yeah. was it was sort of a, a fun, fun-loving movie he he didn't take it too seriously. He was, you know, not the greatest actor, but I thought he played the part pretty well. Right. He wasn't the, the biggest thing about this movie. He wasn't too big for it. He he played his role. He he stayed in his lane, if you will. Yeah, stayed that's in his stayed lane. Stayed in his lane. All right. Used his turn signals. Yes, he did. So, as we wrap this up, what do you think about going forward? I'm not saying there's going to be a new Brian O'Connor. That's yeah. preposterous, obviously. Right. But what I am asking is. Who's going to play the the sidekick? Because you can't elevate Tyrese or Ludacris. They're down where they belong. They're kind of Han uh, before he died in the movie. And uh, other other of the bit actors, they're kind of like right. secondary type guys. Who could be the second lead to Vin Diesel now, going forward, if it's the case? The tough thing is because he is a co-lead. He yeah. needs to have enough, you know, enough of a bravado or right. whatever, acting chops to... To, to hold their own, and they have to be a lead, right? But you have to have that balance. You can't be too big. I agree. You don't want them too big, and that's where the challenge is. Yeah. So I kind of was thinking about this the other day. I know Andrew, friend of the podcast, and I were talking about this. Yeah. I kind of was toying around with the idea of, and I know this is probably not going to fly. <laughs> can't wait. James Vanderbeek. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. Like, I'm being serious. Like, he's not a, the greatest actor. He's kind of at the same time I, as Paul Walker was coming up. I'm not saying it would be great. I get it. But he doesn't have enough star he's power. He's too much of a wuss, man. Yeah. He's, too much of a wuss. He, I, I think about that meme of him crying, yeah. crying as Dawson. Yeah. No, you got to see that Mighty Morphin Power Ranger short <laughs> that they destroyed from the internet because he I, was pretty badass. I won't be able to take him seriously the for beak, 90 minutes. Man. The Can't beak. do it. I don't Can't know. Do I, I've thought about some other people. Um, I We talked about Charlie Hunnam. And my yes. issue with Charlie Hunnam, Charlie Hunnam is, I love him as an actor. I think he's awesome. He was great in Pacific Rim. He's yeah. awesome in Sons of Anarchy. Obviously, he knows how to ride. Huge fan. He can ride. He pulls off heists. He can. Yeah. I'm afraid that he's he's almost too big. Is you know? he? he? I don't know. I he don't isn't. That, is he that much of a household name, though, really? Not I mean, really. Sons of Anarchy had a huge following, but other than that, that pocket of, of fans... Maybe, maybe, maybe this could be his break. Maybe this could be I, the, the and, next and thing. This movie isn't what it was in 2001, That's breaking true. out, so... Maybe you need a, a bigger name yeah. to take it forward. And maybe Charlie's that guy. He maybe, has the look. He's got the feel. I don't know. Maybe I'm you know, wrong when I think that he's... Maybe I think he's more of a star than he is. Yeah. I don't know, because I'm a huge fan of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. But I think he could do it. I just don't know if he'd be too big. He could even use his Irish accent. Or yeah. is it Welsh? Is it Irish? He's well, uh, it Welsh. I can't remember. He's he's from the UK, but yeah. I can't remember he what part. He could use his accent. Yeah. He doesn't even have to hide it anymore. Who, who do I, you like? Who, who would you think? Well, an obvious name is Ryan Gosling, I feel is one. That's probably yeah. my top choice. You got the triple threat Ryans I got here. You got <laughs> Gosling, you got Reynolds, and you got Felipe as the Dark Horse. Oh, man. Felipe, if you if you started this movie back in 2001 yeah. with him in it, he's kind of the same actor Maybe. as Paul Walker. Maybe Felipe is, is past his prime to whereas if you stick him in Fast 8, 
it's not yeah. the same. Like it's, he he's not good enough, right? It's kind of like jumping on a highway at eighty miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, he's not you know? good enough, right? You put the treadmill to fifteen yeah. and jump and try to run. It's not going to work. Reynolds might be too charismatic. He might try to steal the role. He he might he would be too big. Yeah. I feel. Gosling is a very understated actor. He's been in better, maybe more classical type things. Yeah. But I feel like he would lend himself well to a silent type that could just stand by Vin Diesel, chime in when he has to. I think he's got the role for it. But he did it in Drive. Yeah. He can play he, that silent guy. He might think he's too good for this movie, which I'm afraid of. He might. But yeah. if you start I don't getting, think he is, but he might think he is. I don't if, think anybody's too good for this movie. If you start getting actors like The Rock, like, you know... Owen, or I'm sorry, not Shaw, the Shaw brothers, the Shaws. Statham, yeah, Kurt Russell. Statham, Kurt yeah. Russell. You're building, you know, something. And, and Andrew was talking to us today a little bit about how Vin Diesel thinks about these movies in trilogy. So they added yeah. Kurt Russell into the, the seventh one thinking that he was going to have a bigger role in the eighth. Right. Now, I certainly hope they make it eighth. You know, I, I know you do, too. I'm, uh, I'm, it's almost a guarantee based that these movies pull in hundreds of millions of dollars. So who's your vote? Is it for? I don't know. I got a couple more. What about Aaron Paul? I think he could do it. Yeah. Because he was in Need for Speed, right? Yeah, and he's not doing so hot after his Breaking Bad fame. Yeah. So I don't know how well Need for Speed did, but he's got the the car race thing. Maybe he doesn't want to be typecasted at the car race thing. now. I don't know, but I feel like he's got the style for it. He could do it. Norman Reedus, uh, Daryl from The Walking Dead. I'm afraid he's... Well, he does, he is kind of dirty looking. Yeah, and he can pull it off. You know, he might fit better in Gone in 60 Seconds because he's got the greasy hair. Yes, he would. So it's a different kind of crew. Yeah, it's a different crew. He's rolling with some different yeah. people. And the younger guys, uh, Shia LaBeouf, which is probably too eh. too quirky. Too weird. Yeah, too weird. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt probably thinks he's better. He definitely would think he's he better. He thinks he's better. He's not better, but he thinks he's better. I think he could do it, but I feel like he's almost yeah. too slender. I-, I vote for Charlie Hunnam with a second being Aaron Paul. I agree. And I think if I had my choice, my top choice, I would probably pick Gosling. But that's just because I yeah. think he—he's probably the best actor. He's probably the best, but I feel like it's a, it's a reach. It, yeah, I feel it is like a it, reach. that'd be a tough get. You got to be realistic. How do you think life would have been had Bale, Eminem, or Wahlberg taken these movies? I think it would have affected Bale's career negatively. Yeah, I mean, no, nothing against Fast and the Furious, but he went on to other things. Obviously, though. Bale went on to an Oscar-winning career, and maybe he would have gotten there anyway. He probably would have, but it certainly would have put him on a different path. Not saying worse but just right. a different path he right? may have taken a detour yeah and maybe there's a reason why he had, he didn't end up doing it he's certainly a great actor he's a better actor than paul walker maybe maybe they even asked him and he declined it who knows and eminem's know. a great artist eminem would have been the, he would have killed the franchise yeah but he he would have been the like the um the popular pick at the time it was, yeah. it was a very um yeah. But that's why you don't a do things pick, based on fads, yeah. you know, especially with movies. I'm calling Eminem, a, I'm calling his Eminem's acting career a fad, not his rapping career. No. So yeah. anything else? I mean, you want to say anything else about I, I Furious think we, 7? I think we went a long way here. I think we went fast yeah. and or Furious, possibly <laughs> both. I know we tried to cram a lot yeah. into this episode. It's been a couple weeks for apologize us. apologize if I got a little heated earlier. Yeah, hopefully we brings out my emotions. I, 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 I'm a proud papa, all right? Hopefully we didn't blow your speakers yeah. out, you know, but... <laughs> You know, we appreciate everybody listening as always. We're looking forward to doing this again. Um, we mentioned on the last show that we're going to try to do this bi-weekly. I know that, you know, we didn't really announce this on a show or any way, but we did take last week off as well due to unforeseen circumstances. I'll oh. say that mysteriously. Um, but we're going to bi-weekly, so we will have off next week, but we'll be, we'll be back in two weeks with a new show. Um, and if there's something in between then, consider it a bonus. Right. So anyway, if you enjoyed the show, you can get to us at thelastrowpodcast.com. Send us an email. We want to hear what you think about all these movies. Which is your favorite? The last 
the last row podcast at gmail.com. Excuse me. Follow us on Twitter at the last row pod, facebook.com. Find us on Google plus. And as always, you can leave us a voicemail 415-779-LAST 415-779-5278. And if you haven't done so already, appreciate it. If you head on out to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Every little bit counts. And with that, we will see you guys in two weeks. See ya. See ya. Too fast. Too furious. Too fast. Too fast for y'all. Too fast for y'all.